Welcome to The Witness, true stories of children and gender identity. Conversations about gender identity are happening in homes and hospitals, therapy offices and classrooms. This podcast invites you to bear witness to how gender identity impacts children and families. All of the testimonies that you will hear have been anonymously shared with Partners for Ethical Care. These stories have been shared by individuals who have agreed to have their experiences published in order to bring awareness and to document what is happening. We invite you to listen and bear witness. Part 2. Laughing Juries Don't Convict May 21st, 2020. A dad lecture about life. Trademark. As a dad, I am fond of breaking into a good, solid dad lecture about life. Trademark. At a moment's notice. It's what they pay me for. The dad union has some pretty clear rules on the subject. My kids, of course, dread these moments with due apprehension which is their job as teenagers. The teenager union also has pretty clear rules about this, but I've also told them this. Sometimes I say things because I think you need to hear them. And sometimes I say things because I need to say them. Because if I don't say them, I won't feel like I'm doing a good job being your dad. I think putting it that way helps the dad lectures, trademark, go down a little bit easier. I also think it builds empathy and trust, and I think those two things are crucial for helping my daughter learn to love and respect who she already is. Like the Cheap Trick song says, your mom is all right, your daddy's all right, they just seem a little weird. I aim to help demystify that weirdness. Hopefully it will prove fruitful. May 25th, 2020. Conversation with my gender dysphoric daughter just now. So look, I've been doing a lot of reading and a lot of research, reading both sides of the issue, people who have successfully transitioned, people who have detransitioned, etc. And one thing I hear people on both sides of the issue say is, don't wear a binder. Yeah, I hear it can cause like spinal damage and stuff. Right. It can also cause rib damage, make your asthma worse, etc. I don't know if you even have a binder or not. I don't. Okay, good. Three rings. What? I have a three ring binder. Do you... Do you wear this three ring binder? (laughs) Sometimes on my head.
May 31st, 2020. Things I have told my gender dysphoric daughter. 1. I will love you no matter what. 2. I worry that you might have regrets if you transition, so I want you to be absolutely sure that transitioning is something you truly need to be happy, healthy, and successful. 3. I don't think you're going to be absolutely sure until you're older. 4. There is no scenario where you transition and are rejected by your parents, because we will love you no matter what. Things I have never told my gender dysphoric daughter, and am unlikely to tell her. 1. You're not trans. 2. Women can't be men, and vice versa. I admit, I waffle a bit on that second one. I am not much of a bioessentialist, but I have some mild leanings in that direction. I can imagine scenarios in which I might say it, but mostly, I think it just puts everything on an adversarial, my way or the highway footing. June 13th, 2020. The irony of being a woke LGBTQ ally parent. When my kids were young, we raised them from a very early age to understand that there's nothing wrong with being gay. Some dudes like dudes, some chicks like chicks, some people like both, and it's all cool. My daughter took this to heart, and as she grew up, her aspirational hero figures were LGBTQ people. In the same way that people of my generation might have looked up to musicians or sports stars, my daughter looked up to LGBTQ as her heroes. She didn't actually know any specific LGBTQ people, but she admired them as a class. They fought the good fight, you see. I mean, they were rebels, fighting for justice, fighting against bigotry. It got particularly strong when Trump was elected. So, when she told us at the age of 11 that she was a lesbian, my ex-wife and I were skeptical. We still are. It had all the hallmarks of status-seeking behavior with a dash of wish fulfillment on the side. It did not in any way sound like a legitimate expression of sexuality. But we also didn't really care. Sexuality is one of those self-correcting things. If she's not really attracted to the same sex, well, that will eventually sort itself out. And if she is that'll sort itself out too. We'll find the truth of the matter eventually. And since neither my ex nor I care if we have gay kids, it was kind of a non-issue, and we were happy to let her sort it out on her own. And then a year later, she told us she was trans. I also don't really care if we have trans kids either. That puts me at odds with a lot of the gender-critical crowd. As I told her at the time, I don't care if she transitions, as long as it's for the right reasons, not the wrong ones. The problem, of course, is that I think she wants to do this for a whole lot of wrong reasons. And therein lies the rub.
July 3rd, 2020. A hopeful sign. I had a lengthy conversation with my gender dysphoric daughter today about a wide variety of issues. Some of the high points. If transgenderism was cheap, easy, painless, and reversible such that you could be completely restored to your pre-hormone, pre-surgery self if you changed your mind, I wouldn't have any objections at all to you being trans. The only reason I want to throw on the brakes is because being transgender is not one of those things. I don't think you're trans, but I don't really know. I can't read your mind and you didn't come with an instruction manual. If you're not trans, then my job as your dad is to try and help you come to love and accept yourself for who you already are. If you are trans, then my job is to give you the tools you need to succeed as an adult trans person. I don't think you're broken, so I ain't trying to fix you. You and I are on the same team. We both want the same thing, which is a happy, healthy adult you. The conversation was very positive. She said she still thinks of her mother and I as being on her side, even though we are not affirming her trans identity, which I regard as pretty significant. She also says she knows that hormone replacement therapy will do things to her that she can't undo, and she's determined to not do anything medical until she's at least 20 years old. She's only 14, so we'll see how she's feeling two years from now. But at least for now, it's a hopeful sign. July 5th, 2020. You play the hand you're dealt. When your kids are small, you are their most significant source of trusted information. But that doesn't last. As they get older, they start trusting other sources as well. Sometimes they might trust those sources more than they trust you. As such, I think it's important to come to terms with the possibility that your ROGD kid might transition anyways despite your love, concern, and your best efforts. And also to ask yourself, what's my fallback position if that happens? What I want more than anything else is a happy, healthy, successful kid. My problems with my daughter's trans identity start and end right there. I don't think transitioning will make her happy in the long run, and I'm damn certain it won't make her healthy. Thus. I'm doing my best to help bring her mind into harmony with her body, rather than the other way around. But what if that doesn't work? What if despite my love and despite my best efforts, she goes forward with transitioning? Then it becomes my job to make sure she's as happy and as healthy as she can possibly be as a trans adult. I can't play the what if game because that leads to despair. You play the hand you're dealt. I've already come to terms with this possibility and accept that it might be our collective future because at the end of the day, what I want more than anything else is a happy, healthy, successful kid.
July 8, 2020. I thought it was kind of interesting. My ex gets very uncomfortable discussing anything trans-related with our gender dysphoric daughter. Mind you, she will have those discussions when necessary, and when she does, she says pretty much all the right things, but she is very reluctant to initiate those discussions because she's worried that she's reinforcing the behavior. I, on the other hand, am perfectly willing to bring the subject up when it's appropriate. My daughter has said that she's trans, so I'm not going to act like she didn't. And as near as I can tell, it's something my daughter appreciates because it makes her feel like I take her seriously, which I do. And there we were, yesterday, me and my daughter, eating breakfast at a restaurant. I was, as dads have done since the distant before times, giving her a dad lecture on the importance of making eye contact when talking to someone. And I said, and if you wind up being trans, you're really going to have to work on this because it's something men in particular value highly. And as soon as I said trans, she immediately began looking nervously around the restaurant to see if anybody had heard me. And I don't know if that means anything, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Like, maybe she's not as sold on the idea as she thought. July 12th, 2020. Report card. We got my gender dysphoric daughter's end of year report card in the mail yesterday. We were looking it over together. She made all A's and one B and I am a proud papa. Oh, but look here, it says you made an F in gender. <laughs> that won't do, gonna have to get that up. I know, I'm gonna have to take it over again. You need to study hard. Maybe I'll get an M this time. No, no, M isn't a real grade. Try for an A. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing juries don't convict. That's my hope anyways. This has been The Witness, true stories of children and gender identity. The Witness podcast shares these stories to give voice to individuals who cannot share their stories publicly due to the possibility of losing their jobs, their friends, and their children. All stories are confidential and anonymous. You can share your story, too. Go to PartnersForEthicalCare.com and click the Share Your Story button. We welcome your story, your time, and your donation to support this important work. Partners for Ethical Care is a nonprofit organization made up of individual volunteers from across the globe focused on one mission. To raise awareness and support efforts to stop the unethical treatment of children by schools, hospitals, and mental and medical health care providers under the duplicitous banner of gender identity affirmation. We believe that no child is born in the wrong body. Thank you for listening and bearing witness. Thank you.